You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey there, listeners, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. That's right, folks, we are back. And, you know, we were thinking about it the other day. It's like, we've never really talked about what we're doing here on the show and about the how, well, nobody thinks we do anything on the show anyway, but that's a whole nother story on itself. But I'm talking about podcasting and we've, you know, hinted at, you know, different things about podcasting and stuff, but you know, we've been doing this podcast now. We just celebrated our 11th anniversary at the beginning of April. And I thought, wouldn't it be kind of cool to actually talk about how podcasting has changed over the last decade? Because when we first started, podcasting was still in its infancy. And a lot of folks didn't know what it was or what it was about. Now it's pretty much podcasting has become kind of the tramp stamp of this decade. And, you know, everybody has one. So, you know, it's pretty awesome. And it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about how podcasting has evolved and everything. And the man who has evolved even more than podcasting itself is right here, Mr. Howdy himself, Mr. Michael Gordon. Howdy. You feel all evolved over the last decade, sir? (laughs) Evolved. uh, Yeah. Podcasting. We, uh... It's been, uh, there's been a lot of evolution as far as podcasting for me. So that's going to be really fun to talk to some other uh, podcasters. I am, uh, yeah, I love podcasts, podcasting. If, you know, if I had to write 10 words to what podcasting mean to me, I would write podcast, 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 podcasts, podcast, 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 podcast. I think he's talking about podcasts, folks. And that's what it means to him. It's pretty awesome. Definitely would love to hear from you guys at home, though. What do you guys, you know, have you gotten more into podcasting over the last decade? Has it changed for you? We definitely would love to hear from you. Please write us at feedback at earthstation1.com. Definitely would love to hear about it because, you know, it's it's been an interesting ride and it's changed a lot. What Mike and I do completely each week has changed. So it's going to be an interesting conversation. We do got some great friends here to talk all about it. And if you have friends too, of course, we'd like to have you tell them about Earth Station One. If this is the first time you're listening, thank you. We do appreciate it. If it's not the first time, welcome back, old friend. It's so good to see you. We definitely would love to, you know, talk and chat more with you guys sometime. But it's a lot of fun to, you know, tell your friends about us and always subscribe wherever fine podcasts are found. Earth Station One is there, too. So definitely check us out. Also want to do a big howdy to our patrons. That's right, folks. For as little as 25 cents a week, you can help subscribe and help support the ESO Network. Not too shabby there, folks. 25 cents is all we ever ask. A dollar a month. It's not too bad. And you get bonus material. You get the ESO Board Silly podcast all included with that. But if you go up to some of the higher levels, you get shows like Earth Station One, Earth Station Who, The Dragon Con Report, and a couple new ones that are coming out soon are going to be coming to you 48 hours before they're released to the general public. You also get an ESO magnet. You get window stickers. You even get to sit in the geek seat. It's pretty darn awesome type stuff. So 
it's neat to be able to see ESO grow, ESO supported by wonderful fans on the Patreon. It's pretty darn cool all the way around. So definitely check us out. We would definitely really appreciate it, and your support is appreciated, as we like to say. And speaking of appreciated, want to say howdy to our wonderful sponsor, Tofosi Optics. Tofosi Optics, where you can get really cool sunglasses, get really cool gamer glasses. Ready for this, folks? You could get blue light blocking glasses because so many of us are working from home nowadays and we have sitting in front of the computer or the TV all day. You know, you have, you know, been bombarded with blue light. And you know what? These glasses will take away that headache anytime. It's pretty darn awesome. So definitely help support us by going to Tofosi Optics. And you guys have, which is awesome. Tofosi thanks you. We thank you. And there's a little bit of a thank you on top of it. If you type Earth Station 1 into the coupon code, you get 10% off your order. Not just 10% off one pair like some of those other sites do. No, 10% off your order. That's right. Earth Station 1 into the coupon code. That's TofosiOptics.com. And now we're here with new friend of the show, Anthony Williams. Welcome, sir. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Welcome to the station. Uh, for those people who may not be familiar with you, uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. Well, we got the Independent Mouth Podcast or Independent Mouth uh, Production. So that's basically my podcast. Um, <clears throat> it started that last year. And uh, over the last four or five months, it really started to get some traction. Uh, but I think a lot of it too was, was, uh, I released my self authored and self published book, uh, in January of 2020. And then we, obviously we had, you know, COVID everything else, which killed, mm. you know, everything that was going on. So I think a, a lot of the, the residual stuff towards the podcast came from people finally either reading the book or understanding, you know, where I was going with all of it. Right. So that was it. But the, you know, the book is called on borrowed time, the reinvention of a lost soul, um, I will confidently say that there is nothing else out there like it. Um, best way to explain it, go from, you know, sexual abuse as a child to, to uh, becoming a hockey star, being given less than 48 hours to live, uh, having to overcome that, losing the career, going through addiction because of all this stuff, going to rehab, starting a family, and then delivering my daughter on the side of the 15 freeway in California. So Got a nice wide range in there, man. <laughs> <laughs> that That's a lot. Yeah. I just and don't have the fame with, or the money, right? Like rock star <laughs> lifestyle with no, <laughs> with, with no bells and whistles. So, uh, so with all that, then you, yeah, you started, uh, you started a podcast. Yeah. What, what is, what is, what's the goal with the podcast? Oh, my, so originally how it started was I was having a conversation with my father. And my father was my biggest fan. Uh, and I, I purchased the podcast on March 17th of 2020. It was like two days before that, like, all the notices went out, like, everything's locked down. I think the 18th mm -hmm. was actually the day that they were like, okay, the world's going to stop. And the 18th was the day that my father died, had a massive heart attack mm -hmm. in the garage. And he was the one who pushed me to do the podcast. He said, you need to go talk to people you know, you enjoy talking to people, you like people, network, do this, create this stuff. People enjoy what it is. I just want you to finally believe in what you're doing. Okay, dad. So I go by the podcast. Next day, dad dies. So I fly out to New York in the middle of the pandemic. I'm there with my mother. I'm there with my sisters. Wife and kids are back here in California because it's only easier to go. But that's what started the podcast. So from there, I just started reaching out to people on LinkedIn 
social media. Hey, can I interview you? I had no idea what I was doing. I had no, I, I did not know anything. I just knew I could talk uh, and I would try and have some fun. So mm-hmm. did that, man. And then started just interviewing people and then more people came on, more traction. And then I'm like, hey, you know, it's near election time and people kind of wanted, you know, stuff going on there. And I'm like, I'll give you all everything straight down the middle, man. You know, like I, I found it where I just got so annoyed. Right. And I'm not here to talk about people's beliefs or politics. It was just I had gotten so annoyed. Everybody's screaming at the top of their lungs on on all sides. And I'm like, if I could be the guy in the middle, I'm going to be the guy in the middle. And I always wanted the podcast to be that way. It was just fair. And that's why it was named the independent mouth so that I have my own thoughts. You have your own thoughts and it's a free place for us to speak. I don't care if you've got four eyes, two toes, you're pink or you come out of a sewer. I don't care if we can have a conversation that help people and enjoy them, then we're going to have that conversation period. And that has always been what the independent mouth has always been about. What, uh, and that's yeah, that's incredible. And as yeah, and we found you know when we started the the podcast, or I should say when Mike started it because I joined it a little bit later. But um, you know, it always you find it always kind of morphs a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, and there's a lot of surprises along the way. What what has been one of the biggest surprises that you found uh, from podcasting that you didn't? Yeah, you just didn't see that coming. Oh, how much I like it. I mean, you know, <laughs> like. Um, Man, like as a kid, I always dreamed if I wasn't going to play hockey or sports, I'd be um, because I had done modeling and acting. Right. And I had done that stuff. And then obviously with the surgery, that kind of stopped some things. I was on the Dave Chappelle show. I, I, I barely had a role. I was on As the World Turns. I was like a pool boy. Right. Like I look like the pool boy. My voice sounds like a pool boy. Just the wrong movie industry. Right. So I just was like, what do I want to do, man? But it always like. I wanted to talk about sports. I wanted to talk with people about the stupidity of things that you see, you know, out there, right? Just find the funny in what's there. Like, I loved Opie and Anthony. I loved Howard Stern. I loved all of that stuff growing up. But I didn't want to do that, right? Because I kind of felt it was so scripted for them to sound edgy, you know? And I'm not (laughs) knocking anybody, but I didn't want that, right? I wanted an organic funny like so if we can both laugh from our belly and people are watching us why do we need to cut to commercial people love watching that laughter laughter is contagious and i i found it really fun to kind of be stuck in a room with somebody else who's not like you right like in that when you're interviewing them right so like it's kind of like you're both held in a closet and you're like okay who's going to give first right so my whole thing was always trying to find something that they never spoke about and and I started doing that on the podcast. Like, hey, I'm not going to talk to you like if you're a wrestling guy. I'm not going to talk to you about wrestling. Let's talk about food. You know, like let's talk. And so I would always get them to something that they never talked with other people about. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it started to stick, man. And then that and the fact that the interviews are only supposed to go like 30 or 45 minutes. And then they go like an hour and a half or two and a half hours. But we're having fun. Like I had, I had actors that were on and they're two and a half hours in and they're like, dude, stop making me have fun. I have to go. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I go. <laughs> and they're yelling at the end of the, I gotta go. I gotta go. They're like grabbing phones. So I got to just say, man, I just had fun. And you know, obviously I had no shortage of, of words coming out of my mouth. So, you know, I, I guess it's a perfect fit. 
Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And uh, yeah, we found it interesting. I mean, I'm always, uh, I always love hearing, you know, podcasting success stories. Uh, later on in this show, we're going to be talking to some other podcasters because that's the, that's the theme of our, our show this week. And it's just amazing what a, you know, what a platform that allows um, freedom of freedom of thought. You're, you know, independent, you know, you're independent voices, right? You're independent mouth, yeah. right? Um, as well as um, you can really build a community uh, with podcasting. As Have you found that as well? Like the, the listeners, the, the watch, the viewers, that kind of thing? I, I can't even begin to explain how awesome the people who follow me are. You know what I mean? Like they are really kind. Um, I feel bad for the trolls or haters. They don't, they don't show up really ever. And when they do, they are escorted Careful. You're, very you're, nicely. Don't invite them. <laughs> yeah, they're escorted very nicely out by the fans, right? Um, and so I don't really have to do much. And I don't ha- – I think, you know, part of it is maybe people don't like what it's there. and Maybe they just won't listen. And that's exactly the point of the whole thing. But what I learned in all of this was I have to do this for what I like to do it. Because if I try to cater what I'm doing just to appease the audience, I'm never going to win. Right. So I think the fans, I think the fan, my fans, especially are new ones that are coming on appreciate that. I really have no filter and I'm just going to say it, go down the middle. You know, I've had people like with new stuff where maybe they're like super to the right and they're like, you know, this person's doing this. And I'm like, like, look, I get it. I can't quantify it. I'm not in that group of people who quote unquote knows this. So I'm not going to talk about it. Right. And then you have people, you know, maybe on the other side and they're like, you know what, you're going off the deep end. I'm like, what did I say that was off the deep end? It's, it's, it's common knowledge. Like here it is, right? Here's actual stuff that I spoke about. Um, But once, once I really started kicking it with the interviews, uh, I think that showed a different range. And I think what it did was it, it let people know that it wasn't just a one trick pony, you know, because there's tons of content creators out there, like you guys know. So, um, how do you stand out? And then I just look at like these big networks. Like, what were you going to do? Were you going to join a big network that, you know, wasn't going to take you in the first place. Right. And then you look at it and it's like, they're slimming down because there's more content creators out there for free, you know, than the people that they're paying million dollar contracts to that nobody wants to watch anymore. So which side of the aisle do I want to be on? You know? Yeah. Um, you mentioned Howard Stern and, and I know before we started recording, you were talking about some comedians who are your main influences, uh, not just doing the podcast, but just maybe in general. Yeah. So kind of, as we discussed, right? Like I was introduced to Sam Kinison because I was watching Eddie Murphy and, you know, when I would go to my aunt's house, but like Eddie Murphy and George Carlin, hands down were the pioneers, uh, for me, that was just who I got introduced to. Like I had known about Andrew Dice Clay because obviously I was in like elementary school. Right. And like mm-hmm. kids in elementary school, if you could say a bad word, like he was the easiest one to go with. Right. So that, that would circulate around, but he wasn't, I don't idolize anybody. He just, he he didn't do it for me. He was funny, but I wasn't like, Oh, I want to model myself after him. Right. So Eddie Murphy was just like anything that came out of his mouth to me was funny. George Carlin, it was so cerebral that, like, I would just go back to listen to the lines on how he delivered the line. And mm-hmm. and then the context, like, it was so cerebral that, you know, he did the seven dirtiest words on television, right? I thought that was the funniest thing in the world, right? Like, 
And I'm like, who puts this together? Right? So then he does it. And I'm like, whoa. Then years later, he then talks about, right? It kind of feels like we're living in it right now where it's like, hey, put all the convicts in certain states and let them fight at it. You know, you just open doors and let them go at it, you know, <laughs> in all this stuff. And he ends it with Mickey Mouse. Big And I'm like, wait a second. Where did you get House, right sorry if i'm cursing here but like Forget. when when he went those directions it just opened up a whole new level to me where we can be, i can be that neighbor that you would trust with your kids but you still would laugh at the dirty jokes and not judge me right and that's the kind of guy i wanted to be i just wanted to be that approachable guy we have fun if you don't like what i'm doing i respect you thank you for telling me i mean no disrespect but you could move on and I can do the same thing. So that's, you know, that was the range. Sorry about that. But that, that one's always gets me. Every time I hear nah. that with the Mickey Mouse, I'm like, dude, where did this guy get that? I, I don't think you can talk about uh, Pryor and Carlin in a, in a PG-13 setting. No. Uh, not properly anyway. Um, but, and to your point, I, I agree completely. I think the genius of Carlin was, you're right, cerebral concepts, but yet he made them so accessible. Yes. Yes. And Robin uh, his Williams delivery and everything. Yeah. Robin Williams was a, was the nail in the coffin for me because Robin Williams, I'll just say this. I knew he, he had a lot of depression as somebody who was sick as a kid. I was sick as a kid a lot uh, with heart stuff. I was sick as a kid um, with blood disease and stuff like that. I had, I had some things going on and, and uh, to know that that man was in the pain that he was, but was doing it the way he was doing it. And he was just changing everybody's life. Chris Farley right along with him, right? Like, as I got older, those two became more prominent in what I viewed. But Robin Williams, man, was like, that could be my substitute teacher, and he's funny. You know, and Uh so it opened up a whole new world. Right. Like Carlin was like, I knew he was funny, man. When he got on stage, he 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 owned it. Like you knew George Carlin. You knew Eddie Murphy. But when Robin Williams, when I was getting to that point of maturity, I'm like, this dude is hidden, right? Like he did Miss Doubtfire, right? All this stuff. And I'm like, dude, this guy is funny, right? And then all of a sudden, I started to go back because remember, I was younger. So then I would go watch the movies, you know, that he did. And I'm like, dude, how did I miss this guy? So it was that appreciation because I was still young. and, And I went back and then I looked at him. I'm like, these guys got me, man. Chris Farley, another one. When when Robin Williams and Chris Farley died, it hurt. And and I mean it hurt in my heart because I'm like, dude, I just lost funny. Right? Like in my mind, I'm like, I just lost something that I relied on as funny. And and this was 90s, right? So when uh well, Chris Farley was. And, and when Chris Farley went we didn't have all this other additional internet stuff yet really. Right. Like it was still earlier. We're like, we're not on YouTube the whole time. So like, I'm like, dude, I can't listen to Chris Farley anymore. You know what I mean? Like in my head. So it took me a while and then I would just go back and replay. But those, those were the people to me changed my outlook, you know, when, when thinking about comedy. Yeah. 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 The world became a lot less funny. Like when those guys died and, and uh, you're probably a little bit too young, but I think as Mike and I remember like when, when Belushi, when we lost Belushi, it was, it was it was brutal. Um, Lucy and, um, and, and Kinnison, right? I mean, like you yeah. know, when you really think about it, they were taken. Yeah, yeah, uh, they burned the candle at both ends, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. Uh, 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, while we're talking about, you know, what you're passionate about, what you're geeky about, what you're inspiring, let's uh, let's go right into the geek seat, Mike. If uh, I think he's ready. I think he's ready for the, the geek seat question. Well, you guys know I'm a game designer too, right? Just so you know. So you want to get super <laughs> geeky, let's go super geeky. She's a character. I'm ready. Well, this is this this is these are these are questions designed to find out what your where your passions are. So whenever you hear the phrase geek out, it means like, you know, what you're passionate about. So you know, as we like to say, you could be passionate about, you know, sports, you can be passionate about music, comedians, anything. So feel free to answer, you know, you're free to answer how you want. Not, not that that I could imagine stopping you. <laughs> Already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't Already. think so. <laughs> I don't think it's possible to, to stop this guy. Oh, we know. We know. Trust us. We know. We could read 3 3, you dude. All right, Anthony, what was your favorite geek out moment? It's hard, man, because geek out moment, like if if I take it as a personal experience was, you know, scoring a big goal and really dominating against like, okay, so there's a story. Geek out moment would be hockey for me was just beating the piss out of Nourishell High School from, and I went to Iona Prep and it was all my friends, right? And I was the only one who went, you know, to the other school. So I was kind of the outcast. So when we got into the game with them and we beat them 10 to two, I had five goals and five assists. So I'm just going to say I geeked out and it was fun still to this day, you know, almost what 20 years later, you know, when I talk to them and I'm like, you guys have nothing to say because you guys got smashed and that was it. So geek out moment might be two weeks ago when I talked to my longtime childhood friend who got his ass beat that night. That was, that was geek out to me. That's awesome. No, that's, that's the special things. And like Mike said, yeah. you can geek out about anything. And that's the great thing about it. What was your most disappointing geek out moment? The video game industry. Like, um, what about it? I graduated with a game design and game development degree. And I was super happy, man. Like super, super flooded with like all these happy emotions. Cause games helped me throughout life. Right. Always playing them. Uh, I lost a couple jobs to people who had been in for like 15 years. Right. And I'm out of school and I had left with honors and I did all this stuff, but like nobody would hire me. Right. So like, I'm like, why am I doing this, man? Like I need what? I need 10 years of experience right outside of school. You know what I mean? So I'm like, why am I doing this, man? I don't want to do this. So it was super disappointing that, and then kind of predicting where the industry was going to go. where like, you see all of the same stuff. And games to me were always storytelling events and they, they help shape and change my life. And I just don't feel that we have that anymore. So it's super disappointing to me the way that, you know, the creativity in the game industry. That is perfect, dude. Wow. That is cool. What keeps you out the most? Man, just freedom. Like, I don't know any other way to put it, right? Like going to play golf, right? Like, being able to spend time with family, not having to worry, like, you know, with certain things, like just freedom, just, I, you know, I've been sick and stuff a lot in my life and was given less than 48 hours. So I think the biggest geek that I ever have is when I can actually have a clear head. And that's the most important thing for me because I was, you know, it was either almost gone or, you know, wasn't there. Right. So, and I write that about, you know, I write about that in my book. So for me, just peace of mind, man. And I'm super simple. So like, it's really easy. <laughs> Yep, totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. No, and I'd like that answer, but what turns your geek off? I think a lot of people want 
you know, I, I know my personality. I know who I am, man. I accept it. Right. So, you know, I, when people joke or whatever, I totally get it. Um, and I'm with it. The thing that turns me off, I think is when people fake it. Uh, I don't like that. And, and this is not you guys or not, but I think when I talk to people, you know, and they, they always want something, you know, and, and it kind of gets me because I think you could, always, you, you can have these organic conversations and you can make it work and, and work for everybody. But that's probably the biggest thing that kind of gets me is when you're, you're trying to be honest or have that conversation and, and it, it's not okay for you, right? Like your personality or who you are is not okay. And that's the thing that bothers me because it, it lets me see into that person, you know, and I just learned that over the mm -hmm. years from, from tech and everything else. A lot of people hide behind emails. No, trust me. I understand that more than you could ever guess. Yep. Totally understand that. What fictional character would you like to meet the most? Batman. Why Batman? And which Love one? Love Batman. Not, not, I sound like I'm taking a dump Batman, which was, uh, uh, <laughs> what's his name? I, I like, I don't even remember Christian his Bale? name because he pisses me off so much. Like, honestly, he really does. Uh, Christian yeah, Bell, Batman? He annoys or... the hell out of me. Don't get me wrong. Batman's great. All right. That, that, that whole series was cool, but like, I am a big Marvel Batman D I'm a big superhero kind of guy. And when you mess up, don't even get me started on X-Men because I still cry at night knowing that they really screwed that up. Um, mm -hmm. I just, I, man, give me Batman, bro. I don't care who, I don't care anybody else. Batman. I, I don't know why, but I absolutely love Batman. It's just Batman. He's mysterious. And here's the deal. He's rich, right? Like, he doesn't have the superpowers that other people have yet. You can't mess with Batman. So, like, all these other dudes got powers. Like, look at Hulk, right? Like, all these dudes. Wolverine's the other close one, only because he actually looks real. You know what I mean? Like, you don't see the stuff until he's pissed. So, like, it would have to be a close between those two. Okay. Which special character would you not like to meet? Thanos, he's just an asshole, bro. Like, I really don't care about him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, I understand the power stuff, bro, but, like, I got nothing for him. That's fair. No, that's totally fair. And you just hate his snap anyway. Yeah, so it's like, it's okay. dude, you gotta, you're not even good with anything else, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he whooped Hulk, bro. Like, when I really think about it, I'm like, dude, Hulk, you need training. Maybe some MMA training, something along the lines, get in there. But, like, I don't know. He just doesn't appeal. You know what I mean? Like, it just, mm -hmm. he doesn't appeal. And I'm glad he got whooped. Also, to be honest, I'm not a huge Captain America fan. I'm sorry. But, <gasps> no, I just, I'm not. I actually have grown to love the Flash more over the last two or three years. Oh, really? Yeah, because of the show. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. What is your favorite geek word, phrase, quote, or pose? Dude, like, it goes for everything, right? Like, the word oh. dude. And I actually think, here's the crazy part. I think the actual definition of dude is, is the ass hair of an elephant, right? Like, I think that's the actual definition of the word dude. It's an anal pubic hair of an elephant. But I love the word, so I'm glad that your listeners might enjoy that. Hopefully it gives them a little bit of a laugh, but that, honestly, uh, yeah, dude. Dude is the word that I can go to back and forth all day long. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> so, dude, I'm okay. telling you. Yeah. Oh, dude. What is your ideal geek occupation, dude? 
You know, I actually, I, I've really grown to respect Joe Rogan in the way that, that he's come up. I love, like, I consider myself like a battle podcaster. You know, I can talk about anything, go anywhere, have that conversation with people. Um, doing that, man, would be fun because I just don't think it's really done. And I, and I really dig making people laugh through conversation. You know, not intentional laugh, right? Like I go out and do stand-up comedy that way, but kind of introducing the stand-up comedy through organic conversation. And that's, I really, I really enjoy that. Okay. No, that's totally fair. What geek occupation would you not like to do? I don't want to be like a programmer in the corner of like a game company. You know what I mean? That's what I always knew I wasn't going to be. You know, just the guy who's like, hey, go fix this. And you bang your head against the wall like 27 times just fixing the same problem they've been talking about for like the last two months. Um, that would be the one I would never want to do. And, all, and, and partially because I've seen how they're treated. And they're treated like crap for a lot of these big companies. So I'd never want to do that. Yeah, totally makes sense. And I, I've worked with enough developers I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, Anthony, you ready for your final question in the Geek Seat? Yeah. What is your ultimate geek fantasy? Don't judge me on this one, man. I want to hit the lotto. Oh, it's too, it's yeah, too late. Yeah. <laughs> it's some comedy in it. I want to hit the lotto or have that type of financial uh, freedom. I will have a shark tank as my driveway. I will have a house that has two sets of entries. One is the big suction cup thingy from the bank that, you know, you put the money in. It's like, all right. And it sucks you up. Like, so when I want to go to bed or something and I'm downstairs, it's like, oh, I want to go to bed and I'm in my bedroom. Right. Um, or you go downstairs into ball pits. Right. So instead of going down that tube, you go a different way, which is your different tubes around the house. And you just don't know what you're going into. Right. It's kind of like a grab bag of what happens that day that, and I'm going to host the party. Oh Lord, forgive me. I'm going to host a party with midgets on rollerblades dressed up as comic book characters. Oh, that is awesome. <laughs> Could you imagine that... Iron Man handing you a piece of Havarti cheese? Like, just think about it right there, right? Like, he just rolls up. Boom. Like, he could even float. Because we could do that. Because they're small, tiny people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and remember... All opinions of the guests are the opinions of the yes, guests, yes, not of the host of the Station One podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anthony, I've got great news for you, my friend. You've officially made it through the Geek Seat. Congratulations. Huzzah! Mr. Mike Gordon, tell the young lad what he's won. You have won a lifetime subscription to the ESO Network, a value easily worth $27.12. Nice. Dude. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. It's station currency. Mm -hmm. it, it it diminishes a lot the, the closer you get back to the home it's planet. Nothing like big, it's nothing like Bitcoin. <laughs> no. <don't worry>. not, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, very cool. Anthony, it's been great having you on the show. Uh, where can people check out your book on Borrowed Time? Where can people check out your podcast? So you can go the easiest way is just go to theindependentmouth.com. Uh, that's my website that has everything on there, the consulting stuff that I've done. Uh, you have access where you can purchase the book directly through me, my own publishing, or you can find On Borrowed Time, The Reinvention of a Lost Soul on Amazon. You can find the Independent Mouth podcast everywhere. It is on every platform. Uh, if you are our most listened to is Apple. It's on Podbean, Spotify, 
uh, and iHeartRadio. Those are our, our biggest ones. Uh, Google's been is pretty close as well. But we are everywhere. So every single platform. And the easiest thing you ever want to find out anything what's happened with the show, go to uh, theindependentmouth.com and everything is right there for you. Awesome. Well, we will definitely have a link to that in our show notes so people can just click on it and uh, and check out what you're doing. Yeah, man. I really appreciate it. We appreciate you being and joining us. We uh, That was a lot of fun, man. Good luck to you, man. Good, man. Guys, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Awesome. Let's take a quick break, and we're going to do a lowdown on podcasting. This is Ashley Pauls with this week's Box Office Buzz. Over the weekend, I finished watching Netflix's new fantasy series, Shadow and Bone. And oh my goodness, I love this series so much. It's my new obsession. What I love about this series is that it does a great job creating this really unique fantasy world. It's based kind of a steampunk version of Russian culture and mythology and follows these people that are used powers kind of like Jedi called Grisha and it's super cool the characters the cast are wonderful there's great special effects costumes and music it tells a great story and a little bit of a cliffhanger ending of course there's going to be more series but Based on the buzz and how well I hear this series is doing for Netflix, I'm pretty positive, pretty confident that we're going to get a second season. So I highly, highly recommend that you check this series out. I feel like it's not often that we get to say that a series is actually better than the books it's based on, but I think the TV series actually is. It kind of deepens some of the storytelling and the characters through the performances of the actors. So I would say don't even necessarily pre-read the books that Shadow and Bone is based on. Just dive into the series. It's great. And we don't have to wait very long for our next new series coming out because Star Wars The Bad Batch is dropping this week. I really love the Star Wars animated Clone Wars series. One of my favorite things. So I'm very hyped for this spinoff series, which follows a group of um, kind of a special commando unit of clones called the Bad Batch that were introduced at the end of the finale of Clone Wars that we got to see last year. I think they're cool characters. It's going to be a fun little series. And again, I kind of like how Disney Plus drops their series one episode at a time. That would be like my one criticism about Shadow and Bone is that it all drops at once. Everybody binges it and then we're done discussing it. So I'm very excited and looking forward to this. So that's it for this week. If you're looking for more entertainment related content, be sure to check out my blog at boxofficebuzzab.wordpress.com. Time to grab your pillow and join the Geek Father in Little Bit for discussions on current, nostalgic, and speculative happenings in pop culture. Nerd news, fandom histories, deep dive discussions, reviews, and more. It's like listening to your closest friends have a nerdy conversation. So sit back, relax, and let the Blurred Nerds podcast embrace you with their warm, goofy goodness. It's nerd goals for your ear holes right here on the ESO Network.
Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to Earth Station One. And let's take a look at our sponsor for this week. Of course, our friends over at Inked Marketing. And they have a new Kickstarter going with one of their clients. Come check out the Kaiju Monster Action and join like an adventure in fighting Kaiju. Ike is a five-year-old who must train to become the beast master hunter ever. Come find out how like balance leading to read and fight off mystical American monsters like Chupacabras or Momo. Checked out Ink Publishing, American Kaiju. That's right, folks. Check it out. It's going to be a Kickstarter and brought to you by our friends at Inked Marketing. So check it out and send a, tell them Earth Station One sent you. Okay, Mikey. It's ready to talk about podcasting. See if people can do better than that read. Ha! <laughs> I think anybody can. <laughs> we, uh, we uh, you know, it's hard to believe that we've been on this show for 11 years or so, and uh, we've never really focused on podcasting. So um, it's great to do that. Uh, finally, taking a look at what we do and uh, how it's changed, uh, the whole, the whole medium of podcasting is a lot different than it was uh, 10 years ago. So uh, we've got a great panel of folks to help us out here, uh, starting with uh, Tyra Burton, who's a professor, author, and social media muse. Tyra, welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me here today. Absolutely. Absolutely. We also have with us our good friend, Sean Whalen. Sean, it's been too long. Raging Bullets podcast. Absolutely, sir. Thank you for having me, Adam. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And we have with us, uh, last but certainly not least, Charles McFall, the main man behind the digital media track at DragonCon. Hey, and I, I'm, I'm Rock no God uh, professor. It doesn't matter who proclaims it. Self-proclaimed. It doesn't matter. It's truth. The truth is out there. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be no professor and no good friend, but I'll settle for last. It's fine. But the guy always comes I said last, not you know. So it's like... <laughs> He's God a, is supposed a to be king. Lord, hey, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Tyra, let's start with you. Let's let's start from the very beginning. When did you first become aware of podcasting? Get involved with podcasting, and what was it about it that attracted you? So I got aware of podcasting because of marketing. So back in, ooh. Is almost as soon as it started, I started talking about it in the classroom and people thought I was crazy. I was like, no, there's these things, they're blogs and they're podcasts and you can listen to them. And I started talking about Brian Ivett and his show. And that was where I sort of caught the bug. And then I started podcasting about a decade ago um, using World of Warcraft as my muse there. So awesome. Awesome. Uh, Sean, what about you? Oh, geez. Um... Comic Geek Speak. Uh, I remember the first episode of that. Uh, I, I heard about podcasting and I was circling around, big comic fan, and, and uh, Brian and Peter were doing their show and I just got really, really drawn into it and got the bug in about 2006, um, grabbed a buddy of mine and said, I really want to try this and uh, brought in a friend of mine who was a non-reader at the time and just fell in love with this medium i mean it's so it's it's such a great way to express yourself and i think that's probably been one of the keys just learning really how to just be you and and uh connect with an audience that way it's been a lot of fun of podcasting charles oh sorry no um 
<laughs> what, 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 how did you get started? Uh, uh, I was listening to the local radio, and I mean, it, it was interesting that in the very, I'm talking about the very early days, like uh, uh, you know, July, August of 2004, the local channel was called 99X back then, and they had uh, the regular guys, I think it's who it was, and um, they kind of jumped on board immediately, but they were really only downloading yep. little clips of their morning show. They weren't really doing a podcast. They're just repurposing some bits and whatever. And, but I was like, oh, you know, I don't have my drive time anymore. It was a situation live, so I, I checked it out. And, you know, I just knew it was an MP3 I could listen to. Um, so that got me searching for it. I got into Podcast Alley. And like everybody did, I found Coverville early on. But I found uh, Two Guys One Brain and and a number of other, you know, the Water Cooler, uh, the Dave Jackson show, all those jazz. And, and like Tyra said, you know, you just listen to it. It's like, oh, I could do this. And I actually got into producing a lot faster than I did into hosting. Um, yeah, the early hosting idea was really bad, but that was that was my hook was the local stations. And what makes it interesting to me, kind of tying into the whole theme, is radio stations dropped it just like that within like a few months. Oh, nothing's happening. They dropped it. It took them years, if not a decade, to come back back around. And now, one of the big radio stations or radio shows in Atlanta, uh, the Von Hessler Doctrine, they legit do what they call the podcast 30, where they do the radio show and then specifically do a podcast separate right after that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of those things that I think, you know, radio is sort of like when when television came around, you know, there was that competition element, like we don't know right. if we want to support this because it might be our competition um, for better or for worse, you know, and then as as things have gone up for podcasting, you know, things have gone down radio wise. So I think that, you know, that that is a trend that's probably not a coincidence. Um, uh, Mike, what about you? When did you when did you get started? Well, got started probably 2007 was my first foray into podcasting, but I had been listening to podcasts probably since about 2003, 2004. Originally, it was trying to find ways to hear online radio shows, Um, you know, shows like Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me If I Missed It, or um, there was a show out of the D.C. area called Don and Mike that I listened to and um, because I had listened to them since I was in high school and I wanted to start catching up with the shows and everything. And they started announcing that there was podcasts. And so I started looking at different podcasts and there was one or two Doctor Who podcasts already by that point. Um, And there was just, it was very limited. I was listening to more European podcasts than American podcasts, just because they're they're more experimental with the topics, and even then, you know, I was listening to it and it was just like, these guys are good, but I think I can do better, or I could do that type thing. So it was actually in two thousand seven, um, uh, Montgomery Lopez, who does the Monster Sci Fi Show here on ESO Network, actually was looking for someone to do an online book club with him. And I had no idea what it would get into. So I jumped in and we started reviewing books like once a month. And we started talking that way. And that was my first foray into microphoning and podcasting and, you know, learning about recording and just doing it and just Mm -hmm. did it. I went from his show to um, a couple couple other podcasts where I started sitting as co-host and listening and then 
finally in 2010, I said, I'm going to do this myself. And that's where I started Earth Station One. And the rest is history with me. And it's just this follower came like six months later. He just, you know, followed me down. And, you know, that's how I got Mike Gordon. Yeah, that's pretty much. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I have always uh, been attracted to um, audio as a medium, uh, whether it was listening to sports growing up or, uh, you know, books and records, uh, that kind of thing. Grew up with that sort of thing. Um, uh, listening to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio show, listening to Star Wars radio show growing up. Like those, that stuff was like, I love that stuff. I love the power of audio uh, as a medium and i'm always surprised i didn't get involved in the radio more but um i was so enamored by film i think uh for a long time so i think that's why i i'm more visual person but still um i always had a love for it and it wasn't until i think about 11 or 12 years ago like sean i discovered comic geek speak as well and what i was looking for specifically was um i you know i listened to the radio they had, in addition to music shows, they had a lot of talk shows, right? Talk, talk, talk is big uh, um, on radio. At least it was 10 years ago, and I think it still is. Almost bigger than music is now. Um, but they had sports shows, political shows, you know, uh, current event shows, etc. They didn't have shows that really, like, spoke to me, like, you know, interesting about comics, about movies, about things like that. Podcasts did. You know, they had um, they had people talking about things that was really interesting to me. And what was the biggest surprise to me was so listening to Comic Geek Speak. Not only were they talking and reviewing, um, you know, current stories as well as interviewing creators, but they also were creating a community, which I really just like found fascinating um, because a lot of mediums don't don't do that. You know, they put this stuff out there. But it just goes out there and people either like it or they don't. And that's the end of it. But with the podcasting, it's like this recurring thing that builds up fans and supporters and listeners. And you get this community out of it that's just, I think, makes it more special than almost any other medium that I can think of. Uh, I think radio was doing that for a while. But um, I think podcasting seems to seems to me to be the the main attraction for that. Um, you know, where yeah. you've got independent voices talking and expressing yeah. themselves. If I, if and I jump in there on, on top of well. that, you talk about the radio and the TV with TV Absolutely. It's actors doing things. Right. So while lots of people think they know that actor, they really just follow the character yeah. type of deal. So that's that divide there. So you have fandom, but no real connection with the radio. The DJs can actually build up a community, but it is so cutthroat, right? They can be moved to another city. They can be fired. They can – all this other stuff that is hard for the fans to, to connect. But podcasting goes with you in your pocket, and if you're doing it right, there's a real part of you in that, and it goes everywhere. So I'm never going to get fired or transferred to a new market in Texas where you can't find me or anything like that is I can always build my community. And with, especially with the tools we have today of just connecting with each other, I think that's what makes it that, that special middle of the Venn diagram of why we can build such a big community. The, uh, I listened to an interview once, and this was an interview. I didn't listen. It wasn't on Nerdist, but I listened to an interview <laughs> once with Chris Hardwick. And I know, I know, I know. Say what you will about the man. But in this interview, he was talking about podcasting and about building a community and how it seemed like fans of podcasting were 
were, uh, it was a lot more closer, a lot more intimate. And he said that might have the, part of the reason is because most of the time when people are listening to you, you're going directly into their head. You're going directly into their ear while they're doing whatever they're doing. You've got this sort of intimate relationship with them. Um, there's not this sort of distance like you have from a movie screen or a TV screen. Um, you're doing it when, you know, you're usually alone. Um, and so it's almost like you're, you're participating halfway in a conversation, right? Um, and I think that there's a lot to be said of that too. Well, I tease and bitch and moan about Hardwick a lot, especially over the years, but he actually was pretty much the geek father for a lot of the podcasts that are out here now. He paved the way. He was like a vocal voice. There were others also like Will Wheaton and, you know, others also, but there were other pioneers, but Hardwick was the, the face of it. Him and Kevin Smith, truthfully, were the, you know, for a lot of the geek stuff, stuff that's out there now, we have them to thank for it. But we also have, like you, we had mentioned, Comic Geek Speak. They were truly forerunners of a lot of what we do now because at least three of us here were inspired by them <laughs> you know and you know we listened to the adventures and they almost became friends just through they the did podcast. become friends we would meet yeah. them at conventions and whatnot and you know you and i find that too when i meet people who listen to this show it there's that instant connection like they know you on a level that you know, it's almost weird because sometimes, you know, a lot of times you don't know them at that level. Right. But they know you because they've been listening to you for a long time and they know all these thoughts about you and you don't know anything about them. So it's very odd sometimes, but it's, but it's really cool. Like, yeah, it's. Oh, it's the weirdest feeling in the world where somebody you don't even know who has been listening to you come up, comes up to you. I'm sorry about the passing of your dog or, you know, something like that. Or I loved it when you talked about blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, thanks you know and you know or you know i've actually had people come up to me at the mall and go howdy i said that's the other mic sorry you know <laughs> so but it's it's pretty awesome that's up, one of the coolest things about podcasting has been also the community of podcasters I mean, when I was starting, you know, you'd think that like people were like this exclusive club and we don't want other people breaking in, but I found other podcasters incredibly helpful reaching out and uh, giving me advice, uh, giving me suggestions, helping improve even how I edited the show. Um, Cause I was, I was doing crazy things when I started, like I was taking out every single pause on, <laughs> on you know, it was taking like. 12 hours to put out an episode well, and you know people well, Sean, your show episode. is four hours as it is so, you know. <laughs> yeah. so it was yeah for the sake of my marriage <laughs> but it's honestly been one of the great things is people shout out other podcasts and they're very comfortable doing it and it's it's one of the fun things about this medium i think has just been the fact that we all support each other and and want each other to be successful and i think that's why this medium has continued to grow endlessly is because there's such a variety of content out there um and i i honestly feel that any listener that i lost because i shouted out somebody else has gained for me three times as much in the reverse that i've gotten from other people who brought them in and, and the people that have come my way have been the people 
that really maybe we're looking for what we do. So I think there's always like a great synergy in helping people find the right content for them by um, just supporting each other. I think it's, it's, it's been really a good thing. And it's, it's surprising. And, and it's something that I'm proud to be a part of. Well, and I think pod, pod, podcasting is so homegrown. Like we've all had to figure it mm-hmm. out. It isn't like an actor walking in to do a movie. We're having to figure out what, how do you use mics? How do you edit? What's this equipment? And I think it really grew that community. Like you said, uh, so many of us are just people who decided to pick up a mic and do it. It, it really is grassroots. Um, like on the, ba- on the very most basic level. I mean, well, exactly. I still think podcasting right now is where radio was about a hundred years ago, right before the big networks started taking over like the radio and everything used to have a lot of homegrown radio stations in the middle of nowhere. And that's what podcasting is now. And, you know, even now you're starting to see the birth of these huge networks and huge conglomerates taking over and pulling as many podcasts in as they can. And remember, ESO Network is always looking for new podcasts. So, <laughs> you know, if if interested, you can, you know, write us and join us. But just kidding on that part. But, you know, it's He's just not interesting. No, I'm not, but that's okay. It's But it's always interesting to see the comparison because I think right now radio is a dying medium. And, you know, less and less people are listening to it with the bringing on of podcasts, but not just that, but streaming of all these audio channels that you can listen to for free now, because so many people have unlimited cell phone plans or, or, and they could listen into their cars instead of listening to the radio. And that's, and that's where podcasting comes in also, because, you know, when I'm on a road trip or anytime I go to the grocery store, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm listening to, you know, somebody talk to me and there's hundreds and hundreds daily of new shows starting up. And that's the interesting thing about it. It's like now we joked about at the beginning of the show, we're saying, you know, podcasting is like the tramp stamp of 2021. (laughs) Anyone has it. And, that's you know anybody can do a podcast and that's the cool thing about it it's not hard to do you just have to be able to be flexible and patient and grow with it and that's you know one of the things we've talked about in the past yeah absolutely um positive or negative uh tyra we'll start with you what's something that you feel has changed the most about podcasting over the last decade it helps if i unmute myself um (laughs) And this is something you learn while you're podcasting. Your friends tell you, unmute yourself. (laughs) I think COVID really brought out one of the biggest changes was the number of big name people (laughs) doing podcasts. Michelle Obama, Barack Obama, David Tennant does a podcast. All of these people that are stars that are now doing these podcasts that have huge following and then bringing other people with them that are now finding the podcast community. And I think the same thing happened with My Favorite Murder. The amount of true crime junkie podcast was an amazing kind of upswelling that you could see not only on television, but in podcast and then them taking their shows live in front of people and expanding it to people who never had thought about listening to a podcast before. I think the one that broke open with that was Serial, though. Yeah, yeah. Serial probably was the first of those. But my favorite murder, I think, was the one that kind of just exploded 
in terms of the number of people who know about it, hear about it, and watch it. Are those now? I, you have to forgive me because I mean, I'm listen. not sure. Are those are those scripted? Are those are those uh, fictional, non-fictional? What what are those? Are, are those true crime? They're true crime. So my favorite murder. They they look at different types of uh, crimes or different crimes that have been committed, trying to see who did them, who didn't do them, those sort of things. Gotcha. Um, and it's as far as I know, it's not scripted. I think it's them talking about their murder of the week, shall we say? Gotcha, gotcha. So instead of reviewing like movies or TV shows, they just review like crime scenes. They're reviewing murders. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> you, know. Hey, you know, you know, whatever. Uh, Charles, what about you? What's something that you've seen uh, over the last decade of podcasts um, that maybe has surprised you? Okay, the surprise. The surprise is that it hasn't been overrun and totally taken over by gatekeepers, right? We've, we've seen that with, with TV, with radio. And and people did try, and there were there were some of us who who fought openly against that, and and honestly, we even had big corporations. Um, Radio One tried to kind of come in and be a, a gatekeeper. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name now. The Norm Pattis. Um, I mean, I openly faced off with him at a, a conference, a new a new media expo conference, because he was kind of trying to come in and do what he did for radio, which was gatekeep, and and the community was strong enough fast enough that we've kept that at bay and that's been a good thing i mean all the celebrities that we mentioned all the the difference even even spotify right spotify getting into the business now i think is a positive thing as opposed to because they're they're still making ways and every time that they try to i wouldn't say get kate but you know with spotify first said oh we're doing podcasts uh you had to go through certain providers like uh, i know blueberry finally got on board uh, they were trying to get in, but it was somebody else that had it for iHeartRadio or somebody. I don't remember which, but they weren't gatekeeping. They were like very old school. Like, oh, we have to we have to be sure that this content is going to be right. And it's like, no, this is a world where college kids won't bat an eye to publicly at a Starbucks use F-bombs and S-words. Like, I'm using the acronyms for it right here because, yeah, this is a hard PG-13 show. But you will stand at Starbucks and it's like saying, oh, man. That sucks, except they'll be graphic about it. And I think that's where the world has come. And that's where we're seeing the old school mentalities of radio and TV go away with the strengths of radio and TV coming in and going, oh, okay, we, we have a better way to connect with audiences. We can motivate more. This I was thinking about this the other day. This is the era of real, right? I was in Target and I went, I was just kind of walking through by myself and, and happened to go by the women's section. It's like, they're advertising all the bikinis. Like, that girl's got rolls, which is cool. I think that's amazing. Oh, that girl's got like freckles and is very non-traditionally beautiful. And I'm like, that's what influencers have done is we've changed the world to not be, let's be that size two model that had all the Photoshop done. Let's be the real that we are. And I think podcasting has really played a huge part in that. Yeah, it's definitely sort of lumped in with social media, mm-hmm. right? I mean, podcasting is part of social media, right? Yes. Uh, digital media. Absolutely. Right. Well, it's true because podcasting isn't just audio anymore. It's video is now major yeah. component of of what it is. And that's pretty darn awesome. And I love seeing how it has changed you know we people now have you know have to prepare 
that whenever they're saying, oh, they're invited to be on a podcast, now you have to ask, you know, are they video or is it just audio? And you have to be prepared for either. And it's like, oh, damn, I can't just be in my pajamas to do the show anymore, yeah. you know, type thing. Which is a, just horrible. I mean, pajamas <laughs> are a part of podcasting, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Podcasting should always be pants optional, right? <laughs> it depends on how you place your camera. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, as far as uh, as far as you, Sean, anything that you've noticed over the last uh, decade or so from doing Raging Bullets or well, listening I, to podcasts? I think it is this technology, Zoom, Skype, bandwidth that you can actually count on and, and things like that and not dial up. Um, back when I started, it was my buddy and I were in a small room in my old apartment and you had to like concentrate on being far enough away from each other. So there was no feedback. He was on an uncomfortable folding chair that I still have to this day. That was like bent. Um, I've Mm -hmm. been through since we started, I, I lived in an apartment. We moved into a house. We've since moved to this house, this house we've never recorded in together because now you have Skype and technology like that, where you can count on the bandwidth, and not have to worry about like when that first started coming out, robotic voices and dropping calls and having to re-record and losing losing audio because some Skype mm. add-on failed. Pamela, you <laughs> mistress of evil. Yeah. Or or having to buy something to hook up to your phone so the person could dial in and be connected. Right. And all those things that we used to have to do back in the day. And now it's so comfortable. We're all in different spots. We are on, you know, in different places across the country. We're on this recording comfortably talking to each other like we're in the same room and I think that was a real game changer um, just being able to to do that and have people on and trust it and um, not have to be worried about that the entire conversation well think about it this way <laughs> I, uh, Tara was just talking about David Tennant uh, and, and the the acting world ground to a standstill for the better part of a year and yet podcasting and and youtube and twitch and everything is has really allowed for a platform for these people to keep building their brands and keeping themselves relevant Mm -hmm. to their audience and still make money which to all of us is important right we're not all mike fabers and just sit in an awesome office and and (laughs) get paid to look good damn straight dude don't ever forget that (laughs) don't ever forget that (laughs) and remember you'll get your check after the show so it's okay Uh, yeah Yeah, i think uh, venmo I think as a, a number of you mentioned, I mean, I think over the last year, a lot has changed, just a, a, maybe even accelerated, right? Because uh, three years ago, we weren't recording by Zoom. Uh, we weren't looking at each other while we were recording. We were, even though we're an audio podcast now, we, we do all our recording and we, we visually, we do it all through Zoom or uh, there's other programs yeah. out there as well. Um, and uh, yeah, that's become a thing now. And when people come on the show, they're not as uncomfortable about it before they were like, you know, before they were like, Oh, I don't know if I have, if I can do it, if my phone can do it, if I, I don't know if I need to follow the link or if I call in or what now everybody, you just say zoom or whatever. And people just know like, mm-hmm. it just, yeah. Oh yeah. And it's a it, lot more comfortable. It's funny too, because you know, now there's even alternatives to zoom because so many people are using it, you know, there's Streamyard and there's like, 
other ones that have better audio quality and, you know, better video quality, or you could put, go out onto multiple platforms at the same time. If you want to do a live show, you can put advertising in it. You could put icons and graphics on the images. You know, you could even put like the podcast logo in the lower right hand corner the whole time. And it, it's just, it's just amazing what you could do. It's literally a full production studio right at your fingertips. And a lot of times it's free and, yeah. you know, or maybe 15 bucks a month. Exactly. Or, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's so damn affordable to be able to do it. And, you know, you can get a good microphone now for 30, 50 bucks, you know, somewhere in that ballpark and to sound to get started and everything it to make yourself sound good and you know compared to how we started we had the little headsets and you know and you could hear a sound quality difference compared to what is out there now and it's 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 amazing and everything and i never if you would have told me 10 years ago that we'd be recording you know doing episode 575 of our podcast i would be like what the hell are you talking about? I'm not going to commit to that. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's just amazing to see the commitment and it's just, it's just fun what you could do with it and just see how it's evolved and changed. And I still think podcasting is in its infancy. I will say that now. I don't think we've even scratched the surface of how big it's going to get. Well, that that perfectly leads me to the next uh, item that I wanted to ask you guys is where I saw your you checklist. I knew where we were yeah. going. So. <laughs> where, where, where do you? Yeah, like we planned it out that far in advance. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> um, where do you guys think it's going? Uh, Tyra, we'll start with you. Where do you think uh, the future is for podcasting? I think we've we've had a kind of glimpse of it with Clubhouse happening on the screen, screen and getting people more into audio of the moment. Clubhouse doesn't keep those recordings, but now we're seeing other services pop up throughout social media that are keeping that. Um, I think it's Hotline is Facebook's answer to that. Twitter Space is Twitter's. Uh, Spotify has something called um, The Verge, which is sort of in that same category. And that to me is one of the things that's going to change things, but I don't think it's going to diminish podcasts. I think it's only going to increase it. Um, I like to see the fact that some of those audio conversations are starting to happen, but I like the fact that they're now, some of those are giving the option to keep them recorded, which wasn't happening with Clubhouse. So to me, that's been the thing that we've been talking about kind of behind the scenes is what does that mean for podcast? And I don't think it means the death of podcast. I think it just means more people find audio, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm so unhip. I didn't know what any of those things were. You I mean, I was like, I don't know what any He was looking things. at you like you were speaking Spanish. It's okay. <laughs> I teach college kids. So uh, if, if I don't know, I am in trouble. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. No, I'm glad someone does. Uh, and keeping track of what's, what's coming up, you know? Uh, <laughs> Charles, where do you see, where do you see this going? I think I think Ray Bradbury predicted it best in Fahrenheit 451, um, which I know is about book burning and it's all this other stuff. But there's this little moment that's always stuck out in my mind of the firefighter. I can't remember his name right now, but the firefighter on talk, who's a, the main character, his wife, the, she has no interest in him. And there's there's strife at home. And this is written in the what the 50s or 60s or i think is when he wrote fahrenheit 451 and what he envisioned there was 
she was only concerned with putting in another video wall because it had two video walls and she would meet with her friends on these walls and they would act out their tv shows and they would create their things together and she wanted a third one and he had to work extra shifts to buy it. And that's all she, she didn't even care about him she just wanted to be with her friends and this digital video connection creating what they loved and as i've, I've read i read that as a kid it's always stuck with me and that's where i see it now is i think there will always be a place for created entertainment. We can see that through YouTube. We can see that through, I mean, the Guild. The Guild is one of my favorite examples, right? Uh, Felicia Day was up and coming. I think she helped write it, if not wrote it all herself, created this indie little thing. And it only took off on, I think it was YouTube at the time. And then it got onto mm -hmm. Netflix. And then, and then she got more acclaim. And then she went on to do TV shows. There's always going to be a, a great way to do that. But I think the audience and the people want what they want and i think that that that's going to be we're going to see this amalgamation in 10 years from now that we're not going to recognize it's not gonna be tv it's not gonna be radio it's not gonna be podcasting or whatever you want to call it it's just going to be what we do and that's kind of where mm -hmm. i see entertainment and even connection like you're saying with clubhouse even just connections yeah that's that and we're going to take that connection to the next level not just hanging out and talking on zoom but creating bigger better things that anybody can be a part of and it's probably going to happen a lot sooner than we think, because it seems like technology moves a lot faster than than anything else. I mean, if you were to tell me 10 years ago what some of the stuff we could do now, I'm just I wouldn't just yeah. on a daily basis. You know, there's an ad. There's an ad from 1976. AT&T shows this young lady on the beach, like a back shot with the sunset. And she had this big tablet in her hand. And it's like can you imagine being here and still being in touch with the world? I went, Holy crap. That's an iPad with Skype, man. You predicted <laughs> it back then. So yeah, I mean, technology, it jumps leaps and bounds every time we discover something new, but it needs to find some sort of practical use. Cause I always thought it was interesting a few years ago, you know, I was thinking like, okay, so we're at the age now where, you know, the Dick Tracy watches where you can see people, the TV watches were possible. And yet nobody was really using them that way. Nobody was using, using their phones that way. Mm -hmm. um, but I think now with the pandemic, because it's separated us, I think a lot of people become more comfortable with FaceTime, mm -hmm. with Zoom, with video conferencing and, and everything yes. like that. Um, right, exactly. And, and, I, and I'm so sometimes it takes something like that to happen, I think. Mm -hmm. It try honestly that part drives me crazy to walk around in a Publix or a Kroger and somebody sitting here on FaceTime without headphones just bah, 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 bah. get out of my phone call. I'm sorry, you brought your phone call to my world, man. And I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm pissed that my iWatch doesn't do FaceTime and video. Yeah. You know, I want that. Yet. Yeah. Give it a few years. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, the the next version or whatever. Yeah. Uh Sean, what about you? Where do you see this happening? We're going. I think we're seeing it now. I think podcasts are starting to be an expectation as support to just a wide variety of medium. Now you're seeing companies that now sometimes not just one, they have multiple podcasts where talent from productions, talent from sports mediums, talent from, you know, all different ends are now branching off into podcasts as a way to reach a larger audience and bring them in maybe to the original product. Uh, so it's, 
I, podcast is kind of like comics in the sense that it's not one thing. It's whatever the creative endeavor mm-hmm. calls for. So, I mean, you're seeing full cast audio productions now that are coming out and video productions that are season based and serialized that are coming out through podcasts. So I think, you know, the sky's the limit for podcasting. I think now if you're a, if you're a big production or a, or a corporation um, and you don't have a podcast, you're a little behind the times now because you're seeing so many of yeah. them up that I think you're going to have these different tiers. We're going to have true underground grassroots podcasts that are really popular. And then you're going to have these, these ones that are put on by big companies that are meant to be direct official support material for uh, things that are going on. And we're seeing this now. And I think that's just going to increase. And it's going to be, if you're not doing that, you're somehow behind the times. Oh, exactly. Yeah. You're seeing now under, after every TV show, join us now for the blah, blah, blah podcast to talk about, you know, this, what we saw and, you know, meet the guests or the celebrities of the show. And, you know, that all started with, God, I hate to say, bringing up his name again, Hardwick with, you know, with Talking Dead. And it just evolved more after, instead of having well, an after show to having more of an after podcast. Hey, Mike, do you know who uh, Cliff Ravenscraft is? Yeah, of course. God. So my only issue with him was everybody – because he blew up really, really fast. And, and it wasn't really with him. It was everybody – it was the community around him. Everybody was like, oh, how would you do it? How would you do it? He got lucky because he was doing the Lost podcast when the TV show Lost was hugely popular. And he launched it a good two months or so before ABC decided to do – a lost podcast. And of course he got the name lost podcast. So theirs was like podcast dash ABC dash lost or something like that. So immediately overnight, as soon as ABC starts promoting their own podcast, uh, trying to do that kind of thing to keep up with all the mystery and everything, he blew up. And that was, that was an insight to the world at the time of right place, right time. And he, he definitely, he definitely pivoted as best he could with it. But I, I saw it at a con one day, and it was like, well, how to how to get successful in podcasting? It really was right place, right time for him. But when you talk about like The Walking Dead and those kind of things, it took years after that for TV to really get in. I think you're right, Chris Hardwick and them. They they kind of solidified it because the community. You got to realize The Walking Dead was on a channel that was way off of mainstream, right? AMC oh, yeah. was that was The Walking Dead brought them more into the mainstream, and so they're trying everything they could to keep building community. And it really did crack an egg in society that needed to be I'm, – I'm mixing metaphors, so I'll just stop there. But it needed to happen. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're right. And, well, what Hardwick was doing was just doing what he does on the podcast, but he was just doing it live action. So, And it just yeah. took somebody to, to see that. But I do find that, yes, you know, certainly over that uh, – over this time now, almost every show has – people are putting together podcasts because people want – after they watch something, they want that recap and review. They want to they want to have that discussion, even if they can't verbally talk to that person, other person that's doing that. Right? I think it's that community thing. I think again, well, and it's um, it's fabulous niche marketing. If we get to it, it's a great way to grow brand. It's a great way to do niche marketing, and that's why all these big companies and big brands are picking up on it because you get those brand loyals, those brand advocates and ambassadors out there embracing your product even more. They're only going to spread the word 
about go watch this go buy this mm -hmm. exactly it's all about advertising for them and getting their name out there and yeah. if they can get a big name attached to it it really pushes it even further yeah it's, it's no coincidence that you know like you guys mentioned you know with the pandemic a lot of actors and creative people got into podcasting because they didn't have any other option right it was an outlet for them um well we've joked about it on our earth station who podcast that uh it's but it's a real thing like yeah we're not surprised that big finish is doing so well right now getting all these doctor who actors because they are not working on anything else right now and they want to get paid right so oh exactly um so i i do think you know it'll be interesting to see what happens you know post pandemic when things get back to sort of nor uh, quote unquote normal some sort of new normal and actors start working again, creative people start doing things, live performances start up again, you know, and, and musicians start up again. So that's going to be really interesting to see. But I also, you know, I'm leery too, and maybe it's just because I was, uh, I just finished reading this book on on WBCN, which is one of the best radio stations ever in the in the country, in the world, in the pop culture. Um, but how they they started off as this free form, you know, uh, independent voice that built a community and ended uh, in a you know a network of uh corporate anonymity really where you know what we've seen with radio right we've seen that happen with radio we've seen it happen with a lot of other things and i know that no matter how much the corporations and what not you know the man you know tries to restrict everything there's going to be some way that people can get their voice out there uh, so if it's not going to be podcasting per se, it's going to be something else, right? Whatever comes next. But if one of those men out there want to take over the ESO network, we're very much for sale. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no problem with that at all. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll, well even throw in Mike Gordon. So it's even better. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, okay. I'm, I can, you know, I can be bothered. Yes, we know. <laughs> so, <laughs> Awesome. Well, um, we're going to get ready to wrap things up, but I want to sort of leave things on a positive note about podcasting. Um, what's something like special about podcasting, the unique uh, that's, that you've seen, that you've heard, that, um, you've, that really defines how special or unique how podcasting is as a, as a medium? Um, uh, Tyra, I'll start with you. Um, you know, something like a story, something you read, something you, you participated in. What's something that, you know, you, from podcasting that you find like, this is what podcast, podcasting really represents? Uh, to me, when I think of podcasting, I think of family and that connection that you have, like we talked about earlier. And my first podcast was Leveling Azeroth. So we actually met people who played the game, listened to our show, and then became our friends. And I think that's one of the most wonderful things is because you're usually talking about something that you're passionate about. You have listeners who are passionate about it. And suddenly you find out that they're family um, after they track you down, stalk you and get to know you a little bit better and <laughs> follow you everywhere. Uh, and I still to this day remember seeing our show, uh, our name written up on uh, the boards at uh, BlizzCon by them. And that moment of, you know, there are little tiny podcasts having its little tiny light shined on it. Um, I don't think I'll ever forget that. And I think that's one of the beauties of podcasting. Awesome. That is awesome. Uh, Sean, what about you? I think one of the things that uh, I've, I've loved the most about podcasting, and it's been a surprising thing, is you'll every so often, just because I was inspired by other podcasters and have had the opportunity to thank them 
for the help that they've given me. People that'll reach out and say, you know, hey, I was afraid to do this. And there was a time where you were talking about how easy it is to do it. And so I just went and did it. And that happens more often than not. And it feels good to know that like you're kind of paying it forward, if that makes any sense, because um, I was so lucky when I wanted to break into it that I had such help um, to to make it happen and to have, you know, and it was encouraged to do it because if I wasn't, I probably wouldn't still be doing it now. It would never would have happened. And it was so nice to have other podcasters that helped me. And um, I felt, I feel like I've done that myself. And it really is because I'm following the example of people who set me up to do that as well. So it's kind of this trickle down effect. And I do think that's part of the reason why it's growing. I think we're all doing it. And I think it's a, um, it's a cool part of this. So it's something I can't wait to see where this goes. And it's, and it's nice, it's nice to be a small cog in this big, epic thing that we're all doing so mm-hmm. yes i'm very very proud to be a podcaster uh charles something I, that's uh something unique or special about podcasting do i have an hour to preach here because uh, <laughs> um it is, it not. is the we're not most... going anywhere it's covid come on <laughs> <laughs> it is the most level of playing fields that brings the world together it's it's I mean, you can reach people in all languages, all walks of life, all over the world with ease by simply opening your mouth and recording it. It's the only medium in entertainment that you could be horrible and start off that way. And you're still better than somebody because somebody's not doing it right. And they look up at you and go, man, I wish I could do what you're doing. And you keep practicing and getting better if you just stick with it. You can't do that with music. You can't do that with acting. You know, you have to be good at a certain level before anybody will listen to you in those realms here. You can just do it. And I, I when I talk about that level of playing field, I get so excited because I look at the panels that we do at Dragon and I can literally take what who that you know, somebody who thinks that they're nobody, right? Oh, I'm nobody. I'm still a podcaster. Put them on the table because they have something to say. And at the same table, put a big celebrity in acting and put a big celebrity in digital media. And then put another Cody Fingers nobody. And they all have advice to give and they all can learn from each other with no gatekeeping, no barriers. And any honestly, attitude in this medium will get you gone because. It's so many people you can go to. There's there's no – I don't have to be on ABC to see this one show. I could just go and find a podcast for what I want. I mean, there's got to be – there's got to be a thousand Doctor Who shows. And, yeah, I can find the one I want on ESO, you know? It, it's such a beautiful it, – it, it's, it's the freaking Matrix. I almost, I almost swore there. It's the freaking Matrix, man. You can do anything you want, and the only person stopping you is you. Yeah. Well said. That's well very said. true. That is very true. Mike? And you have to fight with your demons, you know, to get out there. And, you know, when I got into it, I was like, I did what Sean did. I probably did what everyone else did. And I wrote and talked to other podcasters, asking them what to do. One of the most heartbreaking things, though, was a couple years ago when Mike and I were at, I think, Atlanta Comic Con, of all places. And we had this young lady, we did a a podcast panel and this young lady walked up to us in tears and she was like, thank you for saying what you guys did during your podcasting panel, because 
I've been told by other podcasters that I'm never going to succeed. I'm going to have to spend all this money to get into this. And uh, it broke our heart. Both Mike and yeah. I looked at each other. Yeah. We almost wanted to leap over the table there and hug this girl. She had to be maybe 17, 18 at the most. And she was yeah, she was writing audio dramas. And she wanted to get together with her friends. And this podcaster said, you're never going to make it. Not and, just, sorry, Mike. Not yeah, just, I just want to piggyback on that. Not just podcasters, her parents, her family, friends, like. They were all just, smiling at us. Everything were, that she yeah. was getting, she was getting so much blowback. Uh, people mm. telling her no, that she can't do it. And I think that's, you know, to me, that's, and I was going to, I'm piggybacking on Mike, because that's what I came to mind too. Because uh, how could it not? Because. This is a medium where you can do it. You can anybody, get your voice out anybody, there. anybody can do can. this. Right. Exactly. Anybody can do this. That's the great thing about podcasting. Even Mike and I have a show. You know, it's yeah. pretty darn awesome. Yeah, if we can do it, anybody can. Yeah, exactly. And that's the best part about this thing is also paying it forward and getting, you know, we're doing, we're loving doing this. This has never seemed like a job to me. This has never seemed like work. This is a thing of passion. This is a thing that we're enjoying doing when this, like Mike said, I think last week he was on the show and he said, if this ever felt like work, I would stop doing this. Yeah. Cause you and, know how much opposed I am. To oh, me. I know. We know you. <laughs> and that's the great thing about it. But the thing is there's so, I feel so good when I talk to Tyra's class, when I worked with, you know, the pan, different panels or different projects I'm working on where I can give back to people and to help out. I want to help inspire the next generation of podcasters because they're going to do things that none of us can ever imagine. And that's the cool thing about it. I could say one other thing. Don't just two pieces of advice. I'd give anybody just because your story motivated me there. Don't do what we do. Right? <laughs> <laughs> really don't do what I do, but, um, don't let anybody tell you who to be. I think no. that's really the worst thing in the world somebody could tell you is how to do this. Because if you're going to get an audience base, you need to know who you are. If you've got an idea, go with it. If it's something you're passionate about and you know that you're going to be able to do, oh, you know, multiple times over, you know, whatever, whatever is going to drive you moving forward, get, you'll get consistency from that and an audience because they'll know what to expect from what you're going to do. Uh, whatever that is, even if you're, the whole thing is chaos. <laughs> I mean, that's like your kind of whole thing. I'm going to do something different every episode. They'll know to expect something different every episode because that's who you're going to be and have fun. Don't be afraid to have fun yeah. with it because you're that not enjoying sense. what you're doing. There is not a single person who's going to listen to you. That's going to enjoy it. There's so many podcasts out there where you can tell when they're not having fun anymore, yeah. that it's become yeah. a chore and you could hear it in their voices. And that's the cool thing. Also, something I wanted to add on what Sean said about don't be somebody else, be yourself, find your voice. This is your medium to do whatever you want to do. And that's yes. the great thing about this. And, you know, when we do stuff at Dragon Con, 
we have rooms packed of people and they say, oh, I want to be the next Kevin Smith. I want to be the next Mark Maron. Or, oh, you want to hear me? I sound just like Joe Rogan or someone. You know, it just all depends, you know. And I look at them and say, don't be them. Be yourself. And, you know, they look at me with a blank stare usually. But that's that's a, it's Dragon Con, so it's understandable. Not unusual. Yeah. Uh, um, There's a lot of pie involved there usually. <laughs> Uh, yeah, get 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 to be button ready because this one gets me. Is look, if I if I were giving advice that that seventeen year old girl, do you? You, know, I had everything. Nobody. When I got into this, I'm telling you, I got into this few months after it came around and became a thing. I didn't know it only been around for a few months when I got into it. Nobody knew what it was. Everybody, including the people I worked with on podcast, didn't have any vision. Didn't want to go anywhere. And that's the thing. I, I got a buddy I worked with then who he just wanted to be a hobbyist. He's still a hobbyist today, de- dealing with podcasting and, and messing around there. Uh, but I always wanted to be who I am today. And you can be who you are. And if your parents are telling you you won't make it, go. do it anyway. Because what's make it? All you're really trying to do is share who you are, a little bit of who you are, or all of who you are. And I'm telling you, if I hadn't ignored everybody in my life who said, that's stupid, it's worthless, it's pointless, and just stared at a wall and emptied out all the trauma and, and crap I was going through and the thoughts of my mind, feeling alone, I wouldn't be one where I am today. I wouldn't be as healthy as I am today. I wouldn't be married like I am today because I dealt with a lot of myself just because I said, done. I'm done. I don't care what anybody else says. And that's the only piece of advice I can give is Gary Vaynerchuk says, get used to no, because a million people or a hundred people, let's say a hundred people tell you no, it's the one who gets what you're doing and says yes. That's who you work with, and that's where you go. It just takes and one I, person I to say yes. It just takes yeah. one person to say yes. And, and building that community, you'll find you'll you will. I am telling you, you will find your tribe. I think as Tara says, that's mm-hmm. that's the way to do it. If you really, if your heart is just to get on there and tell a story, do it. Screw everybody else. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the podcast community has gotten so much more diverse, and I love the fact that it was a young lady who walked up to you because when I started podcasting, there wasn't a lot of women podcasting behind a mic, and now there are, and our diversity grows in every aspect of it, whether it's racial or or gender or sexual diversity. We have that now, and I think that's one of the beauties of the podcasting community is we're just like, come, come with us. Uh, be you, be authentic, and find your voice. So for all the girls out there, uh, have some fun behind the mic because it's a great place to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, awesome, guys. I think we've wrapped it up. The only thing I can't, I'm, try, I'm still trying to figure out is how to to get that sweet, sweet, sweet podcasting cash. Like <laughs> the, 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 the podcasting truck needs to back up to my house and just unload all the cash. Like, where's that? You get what you put into it, man. There's stuff out there. Patreon, Anchor. You just got to work it. You got to work it. Right, Mike? Howdy, Mike? You got to work hard at it. Uh, well there there goes his job right there (laughs) i know right right? all right all right well cool thanks so much uh for the discussion it's been great uh we'll be right back and we're gonna get creative hey everybody michelle here with an iconic rock talk show moment and it looks like netflix will be presenting the upcoming kiss biopic which will be directed by yoshim roning Uh, They are saying that you can expect some big concert moments in this movie. 
Well, duh, of course, what would it be without him? But the focus of the film is going to be a la Bohemian Rhapsody, the very beginnings of the band and the friendship between two lovable kids from Queens who'd grow up to be Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley. And also on the topic of 70s music, ABBA has recorded some new music, their first new music in about 40 years after talking about it forever. Uh, five new tracks, Bjorn and Benny say it sounds like classic ABBA, even though time has lowered their voices a little bit. And at least two of these songs are going to go into next year's hologram tour, or as the band is calling them, their ABBA-tars. Boo. And a few weeks ago, um, we talked about NFTs, non-fungible tokens. And if you just happen to have about $72,000 worth of blockchain ETH and you want to bid on an NFT, you can bid on a set of 104 images from the final photo shoot of Kurt Cobain and Nirvana. Uh, the photographer's name is Jesse Froman. He is auctioning these for charity to benefit the JED Foundation, which works to promote suicide prevention and mental health for American teenagers. If you're on a little bit more of a budget, uh, the equivalent of about $7,000 in blockchain will let you bid on another set called the uh, Nevermind Editions. And if you'd like a buy it now option for about $2,600, uh, you can go in and buy the In Utero Edition. If you want to look at the photos, you can go to nft.jessefroman.com. And that's spelled J-E-S-S-E-F-R-O-H-M-A-N. And it's hard to believe that it's almost 17 years since that famous Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony with Prince and Jeff Lynne and Tom Petty and Donny Harrison, where Prince played While My Guitar Gently Weeps. The director of that segment uh, has gone in and recut the video um, to make a director's cut. And if you'd like to check that out, see if you think it's better, uh, just go in and Google Prince Director's Cut. Uh, it's been picked up all across the media. You can, you can catch it anywhere, but no matter what cut, it's definitely worth watching over and over again. This has been the Iconic Rock Talk Show Moment. The blog is iconicrocktalkshow.wordpress.com, and we will catch you next time. Everyone these days could use a little support and your friends at the ESO Network are no different with the ESO Network Patreon. The cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO network. Hey everyone. Welcome back to the creative outlet segment. And now we are here with filmmaker Tucky Williams. Welcome to earth station one. Thank you, Mike. I'm so happy to be here. Do you uh, want to tell folks why you're here? You're working on a pretty amazing project. Oh yeah. Well, a new movie just came out called dagger kiss enchanted forest. It's based off the Amazon TV series. That was for some reason a hit. I don't know why, but I guess people liked it. So I made a movie and people seem to like it so far. I'm really, really happy about it. It's a twist on the fantasy genre. I wanted to make the movie that I needed to see when I was a little girl. So it's about two girls in love who get to wander through a forest and wear pretty dresses and have swords and knives and 
fight off bad guys and win and save the day. It's the movie. It's, it's I love it. It's so much fun to make and so much fun to be a part of. And I'm so happy that other people are enjoying it too. It, it's wonderful that you're doing stuff like this, especially, you know, with, for the LGBT community and just for the fantasy and the geeks out there. It doesn't, it could be any characters and what you've done is it's just awesome. And thank you. And, you know, from who are part of the community, we thank you completely and everything. For oh, that. Yeah, it makes me so happy to hear. And, you know, we have a lot of friends who, you know, are part of, we even do segments on our show featuring films and such that are part of the community. And that's why we thought it would be a great fit to have you up here to talk about your movie and your projects. Well, I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. How, how long have you been making movies? 10 years that Ooh. I've been making them. It nice. started with TV series. Sure. I was acting in movies 15 years and then I decided to start making them myself. So first I did television and then I moved on to movies. That is awesome. And, you know, so people, you know, if they would type you into the computer and everything, they would come up with all of your different projects, of course, on IMDb and, you know, such. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, thank you. Where, where did the where did the specific idea for this one come from? I mean, you mentioned the Amazon series. Was that uh, was that inspiring or was it was this something before that? It there was the girl girl scene was a series before that that was just a regular gay TV show, and then I kind of ran out of ideas and then all of a sudden this came to me out of nowhere and I had to do it. Mm -hmm. There were so many more practical things to do stuff that there's a market for like horror movies and everything and nobody in the world was asking for a fantasy series. <laughs> it's not a popular thing. I had to do it though. I'm very glad I did. I was telling somebody, you know, maybe I would have had a lot more success if I had done, I don't know, a like just, I'm just saying out of nowhere, a vampire uh, TV series, I might've had more success. Who knows? Maybe not. But this way I've had success and I'm happy. I'm getting to do something that I love. Mm -hmm. Is the fantasy genre something that you have enjoyed? Uh, several, I enjoyed like it as a little girl. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. fantasy and sci-fi. I like to tell people that when I was a little girl, I would go to the video store and my dad would kind of let me go at the door and I would run straight to the fantasy sci-fi section. And I'd look up <laughs> and the huge wall was so tall, taller than I was. I didn't stay short for very long, but I'd look straight up and see what I could see and look at the cool covers and pick out stuff I wanted to watch. So yeah, fantasy has been a big part of my life. I really also loved She-Ra, of course. Ah, I was going to say, of course. Of course. Yeah. I was going to say, it seems like, okay, right, when you're saying the video store and all that, you're talking about things like Never End Story, Princess Bride, like that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure. Cool. And then so, and that was, uh, so you had to, but you had to create a whole world for this. I mean, that's the thing, that's the, that's the thing about fantasy. You have to create a whole world, right? I did. I, mean, I have the whole canon, which I'm not going to put into a movie. I think I think we see that a little bit with uh, with movies and TV series that are fantasy, especially indie. Like people try to just explain the entire canon in the first 30 minutes, and it's like, no, you've got to get into it. But you know, people will have questions for me, like, um, Bo, so does this character have magical abilities? They'll write to me privately. I'll be like, why didn't, if she's a sorceress, why didn't she do this? And I'm, I love those questions because I'm like, okay. <laughs> You're ready. Yeah, ready. yeah. 
<laughs> Chucky, where can people go and find out more about Dagger Kiss? Daggerkiss.com. Easy. Wow. That is that is super simple. Yeah. Well, awesome. Tucky, thank you so much for joining us. And we definitely would love to have you back on the show sometime. Oh, thank you. Let's take a quick break and then we're going to get out of here. Welcome to A Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host, Angela. And this week, this geek girl is talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So the six-episode series of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has ended, and it was amazing. Marvel really pulled out all the punches to show us how much these characters have grown just over the series of them being from the movies to this TV show, and to tell the tale of Sam becoming Captain America, and how Steve knew what he was doing when he gave that shield to him. I loved Bucky's arc in the entire season, and how by the end he seemed to have finally found a family and peace. And the depth that was just shown over those six episodes in the development of his character was amazing. Also, I am looking forward to seeing more Zemo later on because he was one of my favorite parts of this series. So I really, really hope we get to see more of him later on, which I'm kind of thinking we will with the way Marvel keeps hinting at stuff. Overall, this show talked about issues we have going on in America, how the world would react to half of its population just abruptly coming back, and the significance of the symbol of Captain America and how it differs depending on who is carrying that shield. I think there was so much done in six episodes, and I am pumped for Captain America 4, as well as a possible second season. So I'm looking forward to seeing what we may get from that. Thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. Thank you, our guests, for being here this evening. Let's start with Mr. Sean. Thank you, as always, sir. Thank you. I really appreciate being here. This, was, this has been fantastic. Yeah, and we didn't even have to talk about a single superhero, which was pretty awesome. <laughs> that's a nice break. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> exactly. Anything you want to shout out about, sir? Oh, no, just, I'm, I'm really happy in 2021 to say we got our show back weekly which is one of my big goals. I almost lost my co-host uh, about a year ago, actually, to an, an accident where we were questioning whether or not we were even going to keep podcasting. And the two of us just really had this big conversation. We're like, no, we still love this stuff. So we decided in 2021 to get the show back weekly again. And um, I could not be more excited to podcast now. So if you're just in DC Comics, uh, give us a listen. And what is the podcast called? Raging Bullets. So. Hey, hey. Yeah, it's always good to name yeah. the podcast for someone who hasn't heard you before. All right, he's still new at this. Yeah, he's a newbie. Yeah, he's he's I'll get used to this stuff. <laughs> exactly. Charles, thank you, sir. Uh, I love being here. Uh, hopefully, we'll have the live con at Dragon Con this year in, in uh, September. And uh, Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good. So everyone will be dressed as Walter White, right? So they won't have to worry about any infections or anything. I'm going to go uh, Minions. Or not Minions, uh, Monsters, Inc. With the, the oh, guys who did the socks, yeah. That would be pretty cool. I'll have one eye goggle right there. That could be excellent. <laughs> I, I, I'm going old school. I'm going to be the boy in the plastic bubble. Okay, John Travolta. <laughs> that is awesome. 
That is awesome. Anything you want to promote or talk about real quick? Uh, yeah, uh, you check uh, out. I'm trying to work on season two. I've been pushed a lot in a good way to fin- get season two finished and out of finding the stories. And that's on anchor.fm slash finding the stories and on Instagram at finding the stories. And now on Twitter at finding the stories. Uh, you can you can follow across the board there. And it's season one's out, seven shows. And it's all about the, the adventure, experience, growth, and everything that we live in life. I, I love knowing what your story is. And eventually, you'll be on the show and tell it to me. That is awesome. That is definitely fun. I'm looking forward to hearing season two, what you come up with, my friend. That is Working on cool. it. And then on top of that, you do run a little thing at Dragon Con? <laughs> Uh, it's a little, little up-and-coming thing about uh, uh, digital media where we're, uh, we're planning on 60-some-odd panels this year in two rooms if it goes live in the real world. Uh, but it's a digital media track at DragonCon, and it, it's it's one of my biggest passion projects. I love working there and doing that and making the way, as as a few, maybe everybody even said tonight, you, know, you, you pay it forward, you help others out. There's room for literally everybody in what we do. And if you're still unsure about that, come visit the digital media track at DragonCon and you'll see the, the living proof. Awesome, awesome. And Tyra, thank you, thank you for being here tonight. It's been wonderful. It's a, a good break from, I'm at the point in the semester where it's great of Palooza. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> y'all are so much more fun than that. I have to say. Wow. See, I, does that mean we're just a little bit above the level of the monkey with the symbols? Ching, 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 ching. <laughs> You're much that further awesome. above that, I promise. I'm not so sure about that sometimes. I think most podcasters are, you know, above that. And, you know, the dog, you know, on the little unicycle or something, I think we're right below that, you know, for podcasting. Well, you know, dogs so. and cats, they'll still have room every time. Oh, they do. They go, oh, look at that. It's awesome. Anything you want to promote or shout out about? I would like to say that 2020 and and the pandemic killed my creativity. So I am in the process of trying to relaunch some stuff and get Geek Meet Social back out there. But you can always find me at Tyra Burton because I snagged it before all the other Tyra Burtons in the world out there at tyraburton.com. Excellent. Excellent. And of course, Mr. Mike Gordon, we made it through another one, my friend. We did, and as always, it's my pleasure. Anything you're going to shout out about, sir? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to our good friend of the station, Alan J. Porter, and his wife, uh, Jillian. Uh, They just uh, have come out with a book called uh, The James Bond Lexicon. Oh, it's it's awesome. It's a huge, huge, I mean, it's hundreds and hundreds of pages here of James Bond knowledge that they drop. It's like an NC, it's like... Encyclopedia Britannica on James Bond. It's amazing. It's, I mean, they spent so many years of research on this thing. I'm so proud of them for finally getting it out. And thanks to uh, Van Plexico and the people at White Rocket Podcast for publishing this thing. It is a massive book, but it's it, every single page is in, inter- interesting, especially if you're a James Bond fan. You have to have this. Oh. Totally agree with that, sir. Totally agree with it. Uh, it's on my list to buy. It's on my Amazon cart as we speak. So definitely worth checking out. Um, some very good news here for the ESO network. We are growing once again. We have just added a new show to the network. And we have joined and welcome the Blurred Nerds podcast. Yay! They have officially joined the network. And so we had... 
of course, the Geek Father, who was on the show last week. And, of course, little bit Jen Adams, who is one of the co-hosts of the Dragon Con Report. They have officially brought their podcast onto the network. So we have to expand the station once again. So, you know, I think it's pretty awesome. Definitely worth checking out for All Geek Talk and from just a slightly different point of view a little bit. But it's a lot of fun and I'm really proud to um, have snagged them, I have to say it, because they're a hot commodity and I think they're going to be a great addition to the network. So welcome aboard. I definitely think it's pretty darn awesome. So speaking of pretty cool stuff, we will be back again next week. And we are going back to the movies once again. No, we're not going to see any new releases yet. We're not talking about Mortal Kombat, folks. Sorry, neither of us are into that kind of stuff. But we are going to be looking at the Mel Brooks classic, History of the World Part 1. It should be a lot of fun to talk about it. We might need a miracle to get out of here, but, you know, it should be a lot of fun to talk about. So... Definitely check us out then. And, of course, on behalf of myself, Mr. Mike Gordon, it's always nice to say thank you for listening to the Air Station One podcast. We're powered by NSC. You can find them at nsclivetv.com. Remember, you can also find Air Station One wherever five podcasts are found, including now Amazon Music and Audible. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about us. Yeah, we're not... I keep on saying every week, we are not too proud to beg. Please tell somebody about us. We need to get past 10 listeners. Come on, folks. We need to get break that 20 mark. You know, once we get to 20 downloads, then I might sleep well at night. On behalf of myself, Mike Faber, Mr. Mike Gordon, Sean Whalen, Charles McFarl, and of course, Tyra Burton. Thank you so much for joining us here on Earth Station One. Take care of yourself. Please get vaccinated. And we will see you here next time on the Air Station One podcast. Peace, and we are done. Boom. You've been listening to the Air Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Earth Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our T Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at earthstation1 at esonetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the Earth Station One podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.